Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. Where we discuss all the current market trends and the important topics that you need to know before you buy, sell, or refinance your home. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, with the Federal Savings Bank, and I'm MLS licensed, and my license number is 173264. Man, we have a jam-packed studio up in here today. If you don't ever watch us online, go out to moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at moneymanmike radio, and you'll see these videos, and you'll see that this is a packed studio up in here this morning. First and foremost, we have Mr. Chris Butler from Midtown Title. Man, how are you doing? I am doing good, Mike. Thank you so much. It's good to be here, sir. I appreciate it. And once again, Midtown is always representing GQ fashion up in this place. You and Chris uh, Corvo are always the best dressed up in here, so kudos to you guys. I do my best. I do my best. You're doing a heck uh, of a job, brother. I appreciate it. And then we have Mr. David Owen from the Orca Building Groups, man. How are you? Good, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. And then we have... Miss Shannon Carter from EXP Realty from the and she also has the Shannon Carter team. So it's the Shannon Carter team with the VIP president, CEO <laughs> in the house, Shannon Carter. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fabulous, man. I am fabulous. And we're gonna jump right into this show, man, because we have a ton to cover. How many of you guys know that Wall Street firms are buying up right now they currently own 5,139 homes in Middle Tennessee between four Wall Street firms. They own 5,139 homes here in Middle Tennessee. Did either of you guys know that? Any of you? I did not, but it does not surprise me, Mike. Yeah, it's a great market. I mean, it is a great market, but people are always wondering, why, why is it that I can go out and put an offer on a house, and next thing you know, it's gone. It's like, well, it just hit the market today. I just got this email today. It's, it's listed. Well, when you have... One of these four firms coming in, but there's more of them, but there's four that spotlight them that own these 5,100 homes. And they're coming in paying cash, mm-hmm. no inspections, and they're closing fast. So when a seller's sitting there going, all right, you're making me an offer, and you, you've got a loan that you need, and it's going to take 30 to 45 days at the most to do it, most of the time 30 days. But either way, they're looking, <coughs> or I can close now, or in two weeks, or I can wait four right. weeks. And waiting on the contingencies and everything else going on. And you as a seller, which one would you take? Cash is king, as you know, Mike. It is. All day, every day. And it oh, sucks yeah. in this situation, though. Because you've got, you've got good, hardworking people that are trying to buy homes. And then it's like they're getting outbid and they're being you know bought up with cash. And it's like you, they just can't compete with that. You know, I just it, – it's it sucks, but at the same time, it's – it's a healthy economy, and like you were saying, Shannon, I mean, it's, it doesn't surprise you, and it's it's just a hot market here. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely a hot market. Um, you know, a lot of, because, you know, there's been a lot of talk of, you know, a lot of big corporations coming here and moving all their employees here, so people know that, mm-hmm. you know, mar- pr- um, prices are only going to go up, so there's that equity and good investments. Yeah. That nature. I mean, the one good thing about all of this is that the, most of this stuff is taking place in uh, the Davidson County Williamson County and Rutherford County area, but the bulk of it is in Davidson County and Rutherford County. And if you zoom in, they've got a couple maps going on with it that it, it really gets into um, a huge concentration in the Antioch community. And, you know, it's you can get in there and dive into it more to where it's just like not every house on the street is owned by one of these third-party uh, investment firms, but darn well close to it. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And then, David, you were talking about something – where they're they're asking you as builders to come in and build entire communities 
Well, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, not just us, but there's there's several communities that are just rental communities. They're yeah. built for different REITs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been going on for a couple of years here. So there, I know they mentioned one in this article. Um, there's this whole neighborhood up in Fairview. Yeah, that's nothing but just pure oh, rentals. Several of them. Several that's that's owned like that. by yeah. these third these uh, investment firms. But you know, you read the fine print because you know some people like to rent, some people don't like to rent. But at the same time. There's a lot of red tape that they're saying. I don't know this firsthand, but they're saying there's a lot of red tape. They increase your rent um, once your your rental lease is up, which we've always talked about on the show several times and for a couple of years. Your landlord would rather kick you out and bring somebody else in at a higher rate than to renew to you for like a modest hundred dollars a month increase. So I mean, if they can rent your place for five hundred, six hundred, a thousand bucks more than what you're paying, why wouldn't they? Right. I mean, it's it's pure business for them. It's it's unfortunate for you as a consumer, but that's why you need to get with any of us on the show and check, you know, get with us to figure out how can you stop paying somebody else's mortgage? Because when you're renting, you're paying somebody's mortgage. Right. And maybe, someone else rich. Yeah, you're absolutely making somebody else rich. And we're going to talk about that more later on the show and what you're doing when you're when you're paying that mortgage and how you're doing forced savings, forced equity. And I mean, it's just there's so many different things that come along with home ownership that people miss out on but one thing going back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago um talking about people that that don't know what's available what options they have not everybody not everybody wants to buy some people want to rent that's fine uh the rental prices are high right now obviously um obviously if you buy a house you're going to be you know you're going to be paying a whole lot less than you would as a absolutely renter but um a lot of people don't know that they can qualify for home. They don't know what oh, programs yeah. are out there, and, and it goes back to the whole educational piece that we had a few weeks ago. So, Yeah, I mean, if you're paying eight, 1800 to 2000 a month, you can own your own home. Yeah, absolutely. Easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and it doesn't, don't just queue on on that eighteen to $2,000. I mean, if you're paying 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks, you can own a home. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all day long. And then it just comes down to an issue of, okay, how do we make the down payment work? There's 100% down, I mean, 100% mm-hmm. programs that are out there. I mean, there's always a way. If you're a VA if you're a veteran, you know, thank you for your service. But on top of that, you got the you got the access to 100% loan with the VA. Right. That's by far the best loan going out there. If you can qualify for it, and if you're not using it, you're missing out. I mean, it's not only do you you don't have to pay any mortgage insurance. You get 100% financing. You get some of the lowest rates available in the market based on what you qualify for. And I mean, 100% financing. Right. You show up. Pay for an appraisal, maybe pay for a couple inspections. You're in the house for a thousand bucks, fifteen at the most, depending on how much of a house you're buying. Exactly. Yeah. I've even had buyers that actually got their got paid at closing. Yeah, you can get money back. <laughs> you're yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's so. it's crazy. So I mean, if you're listening to us, call us. If you need to, you know real estate help, all of our contact information is online. Go out on Facebook at Money Man Mike, uh, Money Man Mike Radio rather. And then on uh, the website, moneymanmike.net, all of our contact information is out there. Give us a call. To contact us and ask us a couple of questions costs you absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And it could make you thousands. Absolutely. So oh, yeah. definitely do not hesitate on doing that. Hey, we got to jump out to a break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to talk about nine housing and mortgage trends to watch out for in 2019. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3, 1510 WLAC.
Hey, welcome back. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC, where we discuss all the current market trends that you need to know before you buy, sell, or refinance your home. In studio, we have Mr. Chris, Mr. Chris Butler from Midtown Title, and then we have David Owen from the Oak Building Group, and then we have Shannon Carter from EXP Realty Team. And there's a lot of trends everybody wants to look for and pay attention to going into 2019 or any new year. And this year, we want to look at the nine top housing and mortgage trends to watch for throughout 2019. And I want to ask you guys real quick, just take a guess. And uh, first and foremost, this is courtesy of NerdWallet. They publish it on their website, and it's an outstanding read. And we're going to put it on our website as well at moneymanmike.net and Money Man Mike Radio on Facebook. But you guys take a quick guess. Give me some things that you think that's on this list. Top nine. Y'all going silent on me. I, I think we're going to continue to see uh, more people buying. Uh, buying more homes? More more loans uh, being being issued. Um, just all intents and purposes, I think the market's going to continue to increase in 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially in Nashville. We just have so much growth coming here with Amazon and all the big corporations right, announcing right. that they're relocating here. Dave, what about you from a building point of view? Good question, uh, huh? Yeah. I think... Um, I mean, it's definitely. Gonna, I see that definitely going to see growth uh, as always. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Well, number one, more homes for sale. Yeah, you know, there's a huge need. I mean, the real estate has been a seller's market for more than six years now, mm-hmm. and that means basically more homes. Um, there's more buyers than there are homes to sell, and that basically puts all the negotiating power in the seller's hands because they have what you want. Mm-hmm. So it's supply and demand you want it i got it here's the price you don't want to pay it i'll go get somebody else that will there's gonna be somebody comes along the lines that wants my house for x number of dollars and that's what we've been dealing with Mm -hmm. and you know the situation that we've been experienced for several years now is builders haven't been building as many houses i mean you look at the permits it's getting greater and greater and greater since the the housing collapse and the great recession and all that good stuff but it's just there was there was some hesitation. There was some scared builders out there, and rightfully so, because a lot of builders got caught with a bunch of business loans and construction loans, and nobody wanted to buy the houses. And then all of a sudden, your value started dropping. So if I was a builder like David, I wouldn't jump out there too fast. I mean, it's, it's your livelihood, man. So we're slowly seeing builders build more and more houses, and we're going to see that catch up a little bit uh, later this year. Um, there's a lot of people that are forecasting that you know the situation should start to get better this year but at the same time there's still a lot of variables that come into play i mean you've got the market conditions you got rates um the appreciation of the property and we're going to get into that in a second but there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces here but the one thing that everyone agrees on is it's just been a housing shortage and we've been talking about the days on market not the days on the market but the uh the inventory supply and what is it like 4.2 right now or is that close to right where it is yeah uh, i think it's around yeah 4.3 it, yeah somewhere like somewhere that. in that general area and and the yeah, normal normal supply is six months mm-hmm. and if we're sitting at 4.2 it's not enough to keep up the demand mm-hmm. so it's still a seller's market home prices home prices are going to continue to go up and you know it's it's kind of a good new bad bad news situation because we predict to see the home prices continue to rise and that's definitely a good news but you know, the bad news is 
depending on what side of the fence you're standing on, is they're not going to rise as fast as they have historically. Which, to me, that's the... I use the analogy of you driving on the interstate and you're just zooming right along and you're doing 85, 90, whatever you're cruising at, and all of a sudden, you see a cop. (laughs) What do you do? Slam on those brakes. Exactly. (laughs) You're going back down to 55 or 65, whatever the speed limit is, and now it's like... Man, you're just slowly going, and things are just slowly going by. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening in the, in the real estate market. Things have been going by at such a blistering fast pace. Now they're just starting to slow up a little bit. It's not a bad thing. They're just getting back to historical norms. Mm-hmm. You know, historical gains of 3 4 5% a year is good. You can't maintain 10 15 20% growth every year right. like we have seen in here in Nashville in certain areas. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, it's just... Good, you got to take a little good with the bad, but home prices will continue to go up. So you guys keep that in mind because um, we've talked about many times in the show as well. I mean, if you are hesitant on whether you should buy now or buy later, home prices are going up. Mm-hmm. So it's going to cost yourself even more in six months, 12 months, 18 months, and then rates are going up. Right. Mortgage rates are continuing to rise. That's number three on the list. From the beginning of 2018, uh, to the middle of December, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate went up a little bit more than three-quarters of a percentage point to around 4.75. Forecasters are expecting mortgage rates to rise again in 2019, but at a slower pace. And, you know, to get to 4.75, we're always careful about throwing rates around on the show because everybody qualifies for something different. It depends on what your credit score is, how much you're putting down, what kind of loan you're getting, what your debt-to-income ratio. There's a lot of qualifying factors that go into that. But typically, the 4.75 is for your 740-score borrowers that are putting 20% down and stuff and so forth like that. So you got rates going up, you've got home prices going up, and you still got a seller's market. So what's that mean for you as a buyer? Act now. Get out in the market now, man. Because I mean, how many listings do you see in the market now versus, let's say, two months from now, Shannon? I mean, you're getting ready to get into the major. Oh, yeah. It's about to get into summer season, which everyone wants to sell around there. And so it's definitely going to get more competitive for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got more people looking for the house you're looking for, and there's already a shortage of houses that you're looking for. Right. So, I mean, it's just that's why you get into these bidding wars. And I think one of the problems is, Mike, is uh, there's people out there who are hearing exactly what you just said. Home prices going up, rates going up, and there's just a lack of education that, well, that's scary to them. Mm -hmm. They they don't realize that there's so many options. I mean, if they would just take the time to talk to people like you or other mortgage professionals that they know, there's so many options out there There where people can get into houses, and those numbers don't have to be scary. They're not. I mean, people... Everyone thinks mortgage buying a mor- uh, buying a house, going through the mortgage process is insanely difficult. <laughs> David's over there laughing at me or giving me a grin. So you got to go check this video out online at MoneyManMike.net. But any of it, you know, it's people. People think it's like brain surgery or it's like putting a you know, taking and landing people on Mars or some crap. It's it's mm-hmm. not that complex. Yeah, there's a lot of stigma around it, for sure. Oh, it's... Thinking about, you know, a lot of people think that there's, you need 20% down. Yeah. And that you need, like, an 800 credit card no. score and you need all these things and, you know, you need to be an adult. Like, people yeah. that are in the younger millennial <laughs> generation are like, I'm not old enough to own a house. Like, well, the air that, That's a there. big thing, Shannon, with yeah. as many colleges and universities as there are around Nashville, there is an influx of millennials. Mm-hmm. And I think they just don't really realize what options are out there for them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in this market where stuff in, you know, let's say inside, I don't know, geographic, let's say inside the 840 Beltway, even though it doesn't go all the way around, but just 
work with me here. I mean, if you if you go in with a couple of your uh, co students or um, or you're, somehow you're you're sharing it or whatever, depreciation on stuff mm. in that area. I mean, East Nashville, North Nashville, Germantown, the nations. I mean, everything coming through the West End, Hillsborough, and you can even go further out than that, and you're seeing 10, 15, 20% increase. You mm-hmm. agree with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, so if you go out and buy a house, and let's say you're going to Vandy, you're going to Belmont, or any of the uh, the universities around town, TSU, what, what else is down here? you got MTSU further south. Um, that market's a little bit softer than ours, not as hot as ours, I should say. Lipscomb, but, right in Greenhills. Lips, Lipscomb, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still other ones that we're missing, but... You come in here and buy a house for the next four years, and if it's appreciating at, let's say you bought a house for 100000 just for easy conversation's sake, and it's appreciating at 10% a year. You just made $10,000 your first year. Yep. Second year, you made $20,000 total. Third year, 30000 Fourth year, $40,000. Mm-hmm. How much student debt are you graduating with? You don't want to know. <laughs> no! It's <laughs> crazy. But, but, I mean, just think about it. You could use your housing... To pay for some of your student loans. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, people get so scared about it, and and, and they they don't they won't make the phone call to say, hey, can I buy a house? And there's it's so much easier than what a lot of people think. We got to jump out to a break real quick, but when we get back, we're going to talk about affordability concerns, which we kind of been touching on that already. But we're going to get into that a little bit more, and then we're going to talk about uh, new homes getting smaller. Been listening to the Money Man Mike show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WIC. We'll be right back. Open up the champagne, pop. It's my house. Come on, turn it up. Uh, hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Dang, man, I don't even want to talk. I want to just listen to the jam here, man. <laughs> Can we just keep on playing this, man? Oh, man. Hit it, Scooter. Uh, you're back with the Money Man Mike here on Talk Radio 98.31510WLAC, and we're spinning some beats this morning, man. Uh, before the break, we were getting into you know home affordability, and I want to touch on one thing real quick because Shannon Carter in here with the Shannon Carter team, they have their own little YouTube channel that speaks to a lot of affordability issues. So I want to kick it over to her real quick to talk about what they do on their channel, give us the channel link, and then also uh, bring David back in afterwards talking about you know, why it's so hard for builders to build affordable houses. So, Shannon, yeah. do your thing. Yeah, so um, we started a channel because, like we kind of briefed on before we went to break, is um, there's a lot of millennials, there's a lot of stigma around buying a house and thinking it's more complicated than it is and right. just a lack of knowledge like we've been talking about. Yeah. So, you know, um, the channel is called The Property Queens. There's three of us, and we all just – catered each episode is all real estate related we had a rent versus buy which goes over pros and cons of both um how some of the cons that are around buying sometimes you can go around and Mm -hmm. they aren't actually cons at all right um and then you know we've had just simple ones that are just like how to buy a house the whole process step by step yeah you know and and the channel again just property queens just property Property queens Queens. it's on youtube youtube yep if you get you guys gotta go check it out because they did a a recent video with uh, the whole football Super Bowl spin, and I mean they're all out there rocking it out, and it's it's a good video, man. Thank you. But uh, check the fun. Oh, it's always fun getting to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we had the whole Titan Stadium to ourselves. And yeah, it was so much fun. And you have to tell us how you pulled that one off. Yeah, Scooter, we we're had have to get some you to help us. had some connects for sure, <laughs> definitely. But 
helped all that, and we had like whole production crew and everything. It was a lot of fun, and we just she didn't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) We just wanted to make it fun, like you know, to get everyone ready for the Super Bowl and. Patriots are my team, so of course Absolutely. I was rocking that jersey. Drown her out. <laughs> T- cut her mic off. She's done. <laughs> nah, you get you can't take anything wrong away from Brady. He's yeah. whether you like him or hate him, he's a heck of a quarterback. Yeah. So David, you know, why is it so hard for builders to build an affordable house? I mean, the economics. I mean, how how expensive is dirt around Nashville right now? I mean, your aver- it depends. I mean. Um, I mean, you're looking for lots around Nashville. You're looking to pay at least a hundred thousand on pad, just for the the infill stuff on a normal, you know, four hundred thousand dollar house. Um, even in, out in development areas, you know, you might be, um, who knows, ten to twenty thousand in in raw dirt. But by the time you develop it, that could be an additional thirty five to sixty to seventy something thousand dollars additional from the the cost to the acquisition cost, and of course. So now you're in it, you know, between fifty and seventy thousand dollars before you even start building. So you're between one hundred and fifty potentially to two hundred thousand or more just for the dirt before you start before putting you the start foundation building. in. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, by the time you build a house, you know, a good sized three bedroom house, easily you're at four hundred thousand. Easy. Yeah. I mean, you can do it cheaper, um, but when you're looking at, you know, the smaller you build, the more it costs per foot. Right. You add everything in and. Um, it's just you know trying to get them prices down. It's with a good economy is um, where everything is good. Mm-hmm. So the prices for everything cost more. It's good for everybody, not just the sellers. Right, right. You know. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to make sure we touched on that because a lot of people will look at a builders and say, "Why are you charging so much for that house?" Yeah. Well, you don't necessarily see the cost that it started with at hundred thousand to two hundred thousand just for the dirt, mm-hmm. and oh, then yeah. in certain areas. You've got a metro ordinance where if you've got a sidewalk or there's sidewalks in the area or they're wanting to put a sidewalk in. I mean, we've talked with uh, Chris Corbeau a couple times about some properties in East Nashville where it was like adding sixteen to $25,000 more per house just for this concrete sidewalk. That's mandated by the city codes. Oh, easy. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, there's all this stuff that goes in behind the scenes that the normal person doesn't see, but yet all they see is, why is that house 400000 Why is it five? Why can't you build something at 200000 well, the dirt's costing two hundred thousand, in some cases, or more. Yeah. So it's there's a lot of things behind behind it all. It's not just a simple conversation for us to have. I mean, there's there's ways, but then it just you get. I don't want to say you get politics and all the other stuff in place, but it's there's there's a lot to it, you know. Yeah. And, and um, you know, Williamson County, you know, you, you have a lot of fees for schools and. And uh, uh, other taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. Now they, I mean, it's not. It goes to a good cost. It goes to something. But yeah. the buyer doesn't understand no. that. They don't understand that it costs just in fees. We might be twenty to thirty thousand dollars more in a different county than we are mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of factors. Yeah, I mean, so. it's every every. I mean, heck, you can have different cities or different areas within like Davidson County yes. that'll charge you. You might be able to get permits in one area. That's five grand, but then you're Two miles down the road, now you're paying twenty five grand for the same permits, mm-hmm. and it the average person can't understand. I I can't necessarily understand it other than okay, oh it's that zip code, 
So yeah. it's that much more to give me a permit? Yeah. Really? And it changes all the time. We, it's hard for us to understand it sometimes. Yeah, so it's uh, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes that creates affordability issues. I mean, it's just it's not just the home price itself. It's how did you get to that home price? And there's, I mean, it's, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of us yeah. trying to figure it out. We, we, we would love to be able to, I mean, that's where we would love to be. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, it's got to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been saying for years on the show that's, yeah. you know, just the home affordability issue. It's not an easy, easy solution. I mean, we can help, you know, with all of us in the room right here. There's only so much that we can do. I mean, Shannon, you can, you can help point in the right direction. You can help find Areas that are, are going to cater more to that two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollar range, mm-hmm. we can do, uh, you know, one hundred percent financing loans, and then there's all sorts of different ways to do low down payment of three percent, three and a half, five percent. There's there's a lot of things you can do, but if you're not reaching out to us and asking us, hey, how do I do this? How do how do how can I stop renting today and become an homeowner in thirty to sixty days from now? Right. And then of course you've got to have. You know, people like uh, Chris Corbeau and Butler over at uh, Midtown Title, and they, they explain it all to you. Because, I mean, you're going to walk in there and see a stack of documents that scares everybody, but they make it they make it simple. They help under- yeah. make it to where you can understand it. Hey, absolutely, Mike. One thing I say at every closing, and uh, Shannon can attest to this because I've actually mm-hmm. had the pleasure of doing some closings with her, is uh, yeah. uh, no question is a stupid question. No. <laughs> I absolutely love doing closings with first-time home buyers because just the, the process of, of educating them at the closing table, mm-hmm. um, it's just it's a great feeling. And yeah. why did you start your YouTube channel? For that exact reason. Exactly. Just helping people that just don't know that they can actually buy a house and make them homeowners and yeah. first-time home buyers. And that's first-time homeowners yeah spit that out (laughs) yeah it's early but it's you know that's one of the reasons we do the show is to put out material so you guys can understand it's not that scary crazy pink elephant in the room that everyone's scared to talk about or to deal with or don't even want to mention it man so but uh another thing on this list number five is homes are getting smaller and David kind of looked at me crazy when we were talking about that during the break. He's like, how in the world are homes getting smaller just because of the economics? I mean, you, I mean, how, how are you, you can, I went sidetracked there. Let me take that back and start over. He looked at me, he's like, how are they building homes smaller? Because he's like, where are they building them at? I'm not hearing about that. But it's hard to do it here in Nashville just because of what we were just talking, the mm-hmm. economics of it. If your lot's costing you hundred to $200,000, in order for you guys to even make money, you've got to put a certain size house on it to even break even. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes. It's not just, you know, I, we love to talk about how, you know, Betty says uh, Billy's house down the road sold for, you know, 375 And why won't my house sell for at least 400 because it's 500 square foot bigger? Or why, why is my house valued at 50 grand less? When they're sold for three seventy five, and it's you can't just look at it from the curb. You got to look at so many different more variables. What's has the inside been updated? Has it you know what kind of updates have been done? I mean, it's just there's all sorts of stuff that goes into it. Um, so again, give us a call if you've got any questions. You're wondering about trying to be a homeowner. Uh, you're tired of the rent rat race. You're tired of your rent going up, and you're tired of paying somebody else's mortgage. Give us a call. Check us out online at moneymanmike.net or on Money Man Mike Radio on Facebook. All of our contact information is there, and uh, you'll be able to reach out to us that way. 
Hey, when we get back from the, this break, we're going to talk about first-time home buyers have dominated the market, and then lending standards are easing a little bit. So ties right into what we've been talking about. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WAC. We discuss all the current market trends and the important topics that you need to know before you buy, sell, and refinance your home. And in the studio, we've had Miss Shannon Carter from EXP Realty, or Realty, rather. I always get fast and love to Realty, and then you guys always <laughs> correct me. You're not saying it right. You're not saying it right. <laughs> Southern part, I guess, in me. And then we have David Owen from Orca Building Group, and then Chris Butler from Midtown Title in here. And we've been talking about all this stuff, all these trends that are going to be taking place in 2019. And we're through the list uh, quite a bit. We're up to number six of the top nine items. And number six is first-time home buyers are going to dominate the market. Well, that kind of goes without being without being said because before the housing crisis, first-time home buyers took, you know, they were about forty percent of the market. And lately, first-time home buyers have been about sixty percent of the market. So there's no end in sight with that happening because they are. Um, they're the pent up the demand. They're the people that are renting. They're the people that need to buy a house. And the problem with them trying to find a house is other people have got to be able to sell their house to go buy another house. So it's the whole domino effect. So first time home buyers, we're going to continue to see them dominate. And uh, that's not going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, lending standards, number seven. And lending standards is one of those things where everyone's kind of got an opinion on it, where what they think banks should or shouldn't do and you know what it's like today versus 10 years ago and if you weren't in this business as far as a professional like us 10 years ago you really can't talk about it in my personal opinion because back in the day man you could have a 580 score a 600 score oh you don't have any income documentation that's okay we'll state your income oh we don't need your bank statements you have how much in the bank all right, we'll take your word for it. Oh, and how much is your debt-to-income ratio? You're at 60% debt-to-income ratio, so you're already spending, you've got 60% of your money going out, so you don't have any rainy day fund money? That's all right, we'll give you 100% financing. Sign right here. That's the way it was. You guys are all giggling, but I mean, that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. So lending standards, basically, after the housing collapse, one of the big rules that they passed was um, ATR, ability to repay. And that's where we have to do what a bank should do. Do you have the ability to repay this loan? Great. If you can, you're going to get the loan. If you can't, you got to find a smaller house or put more money down to make the numbers work. So if you can't b- prove your ability to repay, you're not getting the loan. So if that, in some people's mind, took the pendulum and swung it all the way from where we'd lend the money to anybody to where we wouldn't lend money to no one at all, I mean, you got to understand what you're talking about there. And now, in reality, the pendulum's kind of swung back in the middle to where as long as you can satisfy that ability to repay, you can prove your money, you can prove your income. It's basically sh- show me show me the money, show me the documentation, show me that you make X number of dollars a year. And if you do, you're going to get the loan. We can't discriminate for any reason. You're going to get the loan. And it's just that simple. You guys have anything to take on that? Because, I mean, you guys hear it from all sorts of different angles. About the same. Yeah. Definitely agree. 
shoot. We'll just... There's a lot of like stigma around, you know, I have a lot of buyers who are always just like, oh, well, I don't want to get in a house and then have the economy crash and tank. And I'm like, it'll never, the fact that, you know, what you were talking about before, how you, there's a lot more that goes into it now than it used to be. So I, mean, well, I don't see it ever going back to how it was in 2008. I'd say to them, all right, so you're going to get in the car. You don't want to get in a car wreck and die. Knock on wood, none of us that happens to us <laughs> and we leave the studio today. But I mean, right. things can happen. Yeah. I mean, the chances of the economy crashing like it did last time, I mean, go back and look in history. Yes, do you have some big drops, big depressions and so forth? You know, recessions, yes. And people are talking about a recession now, but if you go out and look at it, we've got on our blog the the top ten reasons for the next recession, if it happens. There's been a lot of times people have predicted recessions, and they never happened. Mm-hmm. And real estate is number nine on the list. So, I mean... There's a lot of other contributing factors that are going to potentially put us into a recession, but at the same time, no one anticipates that the market's going to drop like it did last time. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a When you start comparing today's market versus back in the Great Recession with the, the housing collapse, people were putting, pulling money out of their houses like they were ATMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were doing refi after refi after refi. It was just printing money, and they were getting riskier and riskier loans, and it was just you couldn't sustain it. We're not doing anything like that today. People have lower mortgage payments today than they did back then. I mean, it's it's all statistically put out there. I mean, there's so many different ways you can look at this and, and slice it and dice it. It's a much healthier market today than it was back then. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So if anyone's concerned about the, the lending standards and they think they need to ease up more, I mean, it's it's doing pretty good. You never want to buy the most expensive house in the neighborhood. You always, no. want, to, you always mm-hmm. want to make sure, worst case scenario, you can get you got an out. Yeah. Whether you're buying your personal home or investment properties or whatever. Um, that's what I always tell everybody. Yeah. Look at it as a pure investment, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Typically, you'll be fine. Now, the other thing, number eight on the list is more borrowers will choose arms, adjustable rate mortgages. What do you guys think of that? Uh- I don't see that. <laughs> you gotta definitely go watch the video to watch yeah. Shannon's response yeah. to this. <laughs> like, She's like, "What?" <laughs> definitely more fixed. I see, but I don't uh, know. Are they even coming back? Oh yeah. Are they? Oh yeah. Really? I'm, I'm not so much. You know, I've been more of the. I got my agents itself for me, so I'm more in the build side. But <laughs> I didn't. Th- I didn't think that was a big thing. I knew it was. You know, uh, back in 2006, 2007. Tons but, of uh, arms. We're really? seeing more and more of them at the I was about to table. ask, yeah, what are you absolutely. seeing? Absolutely. Um, I mean, still by and large, more, most people are doing fixed rate mortgages. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, we are seeing more and more arms. They're coming back. Yeah. What, what do you recommend? You're the, yeah. Well, it's just like here in the article. I mean, NerdWallet, they, they nailed it because we've talked about it on the show before where you need to buy, you're, you should buy, you should take out a mortgage based on a time that you're going to be in your house. Right. How many people stay in their house 30 years? Yeah. Not many. How many stay in their house 20 years? Still not many. <laughs> How many actually stay in 15 years? Not many. 10 years, you're starting to get to the point of where people yeah. are. The average term is, I think it's nine years, nine years or right at 10 years where yeah. people are going to buy another house. Yeah. There's an insurance commercial going around that Americans move 11 times in their life frame or 11 to 12 times in their lifespan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you think about it. You buy a house in your 30s, you're going to move Ten more yeah. times, eleven more times. I've seen more of like three to five. As I feel like the average, at least in Nashville, in my experience. Like yeah, here in Nashville, five. I think it is a shorter period of time because their yeah. equity goes up so much. So they're fast. like, okay, yeah. let's roll this over to another house, Bingo. Get a bigger house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you could get now here lately with the fixed rates being so low, they there hasn't been that much difference between an arm 
and a fixed rate. So for an eighth more or a quarter more, yeah, take the 30-year fixed rate. It's a no-brainer. But as the, the fixed rate mortgages continue to increase, you're going to see a bigger span or a bigger, a bigger spread or difference between the arms and the adjustable. So the larger that loan amount is, the more enticing that arm on a five-year fixed or a seven-year fixed or a 10-year fixed, if it's a half a point less than your 30-year fix, that's a lot of money. It adds up quick. Yeah. So you get, you're getting more money towards your equity because you're not paying an interest for that fixed rate. That's true. So you got to just look at the numbers. It's not for everybody. We don't push it on everybody. It's our job to explain and, and give you fiduciary guidance on, hey, this is a better loan for your situation because you know you're going to get transferred out in three to five years. So if you take a seven-year fixed mortgage, it's, it's working the same thing as a 30-year, but it's fixed for seven years, and you're going to pay a whole lot less. Right. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess from that perspective. Yeah. I mean, when you really sit down and just look at the numbers, it makes a lot of sense. But they're not for everybody. Um, number nine on the list, overconfident sellers could struggle. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Shannon over there. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you're thinking when you hear that. Overconfident sellers could struggle. I have a couple of things right now where, (laughs) you know, maybe I should take this back. No, Um, no, lay it out there. Where it just people think that they can, you know, because they know Nashville's so hot, they're just expecting so much out of their house. Yeah. And it's just hard to bring them back down, you know what I mean? Reality. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, we need to (laughs) dial this back down a little bit, yeah. And then, you know, they're unsatisfied when it doesn't sell, like, right away. And it's like, well, we're priced very top dollar, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you go into – everyone's proud of their house, and we talk about this all the time, the pricing triangle. If you price your house right at market price or a little bit below, the little bit below is the key thing, and it's hard for realtors to get a homeowner to understand that. Mm-hmm. But when you price it a little bit below market, you've just captured at least 60 to 75% of the potential buyers that are out there in the market looking for homes. And the further you price it below market, you can get into where you're going to capture 80 to 95% of all the viewers. And now all of a sudden, you've got this feeding frenzy because everybody shows up your house. And instead of just getting one or two people looking at it, you've got 10. You've got 12. And everyone's making an offer. Oh, wait. I heard they were offering full price. Oh, wait. No, they were offering above list. list. Mm -hmm. So what do we got to do to get this property? So where you wanted to get the most money, most return on your investment, when you initially set out to do it, you can't do it by overpricing because the exact opposite is true. You overprice it, you just cut that visibility of your house down to nothing. Right. Everyone looks at it as overpriced. Right. Well, and not only create... that, Mike, but you also oh. – oh, I'm sorry, Shannon, but no, you also risk the uh, the possibility of letting it sit and having to yeah. lower that listing right. price. Now there's going to be that stigma <laughs> of, hey – They've already lowered this three times. What's going What's on wrong? with this house? Absolutely. What's wrong? Right. And then I was going to chime in. So you create, when you have it lower and you have multiple people competing for it, you create the FOMO, I call it, fear of missing out. So you don't yeah. want to lose out on that property. But when you price it too high, that same house, you know, people are like, oh, well, it's been sitting for a long time. So something's probably wrong with it, like he was talking about. So. Yeah. And that that's one of the next segments we wanted to get into today, but we're running out of time. But basically, it's why is houses why do houses sit or not sell in a strong market and it all comes down to price i mean price and seller's motivation if the seller is trying to get too much for it and they're asking for too much for it they're not going to sell it they price it right they're going to get whatever they want and then some for it and the key is price it 
from right from the beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Listen to your realtors on that. <laughs> Don't fight them on that. That's why you're paying them. Listen to your realtors on that. Hey, we're pretty much done for today. Scooter's giving us the clue that we got to get out of here. But you've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WIC. Check us out online at moneymanmike.net and on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio. You guys have a great day. We're out.